Welcome to the Ether. Today is Sunday, October 16th, 2022. Today on the Ether, why Foundry DAO, building a true DAO, discussing governance. Let's take a listen. I think we can get talking. If Rick can join, then that'd be great. I was just talking with him, but I don't know if he got the new link yet or not. Yeah, and if you go to terraspaces.org slash schedule, the new link is updated in the in the public schedule as well for, for anybody. You are on it. Thank you, sir. Finn and the Magic Dows coming out next month. Ooh, I don't know how I can follow that up. Thank you. 
rug me. First, <laughs> you better drug me. I don't want no hugs. I just came for your finest Persian rugs. I said, baby, I'm not your exit. No, I'm not your exit liquidity. Hey, speaking of uh, DAOs and music, we had a, an interesting space last night with uh, uh, maxim, maximalist, uh, multi-chain maximalist, cross-chain maximalist, something like that. Jake, I think, is his name. Uh, but we kind of got talking about the idea of a record label DAO, where like the holders of the NFTs obviously participate in the governance of who gets to be uh like an artist accepted as a curated sort of thing and then having funds uh go back to the holders as part of the group for any like you know music sales nft sales uh metaverse concerts real life concerts all that kind of stuff so just kind of something to think about since y'all are dow people i'm down with the dow people i'll uh take it away here yeah that's actually like i think that's a good place to start i don't think we need to necessarily uh, change the subject there i'm I'm interested in music dows for sure i don't know if you've heard of meta labels then or ray i know we've talked about it a little bit i think muse um, is the only one i've heard of uh just from spaces but i i don't know like a lot about them just that they're a, a music dow yeah so um Yancey Strickler is one of the like co-founders of um, Kickstarter. He actually went on to, he's working in Web3 now, doing some stuff. And he's got a few articles out there about this concept of a meta labels, really looking at like, can you take some of the, some of the power of like uh, indie music and combine it with some of the like ownership of DAOs and community to have these sort of like, indie labels he's applying it more broadly to all culture obviously it's really applicable for music i think but you could have any sort of like maybe a dow writing group whereas the past you could have maybe three or four people writing in the same space the same niche space they might have been competitors but instead they could be a part of a meta label kind of their own media small media thing that's the community is actually a part of as well so it's kind of this like self-perpetuating promoting engine and you know you're it's all about advancing the space as opposed to like trying to be the leader in the space personally um i think with web3 we've we're getting away from like the normal flow of of like a corporation setup or whatever instead of having like a leader in this like we all kind of lead, but we don't necessarily lead with like being a leader in mind, right? We just do what we do, what we enjoy doing, and people kind of congregate towards that, and then it it propels further, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, you have the power of like people actually owning it instead of just being fans. It's like they're it gets bigger. They're actually whether or not it's financially incentivized or whether it's just like it additional access or you know just growing the space like there's a direct sort of ownership there i mean you think about like what is you know what what sort of things kind of rise up with society you know to function you've got you know governance you know you've got government some sort of governance structure how do we play nice with each other 
usually they have some way, some medium of exchange. So they have their own currency. Then, um, you know, where you've got like religion as a, you know, they're kind of like whatever their religion, their passion is, their shared value system. I think it's like a technological version of these many sort of nation states around different topics and it's really exciting for sure. I think there's a lot of places it could go that we're just scratching the surface right now. I think in the future, there'll be a lot of these concepts applied to more, more general groups that people interacting with it. They don't even realize that it's like, you know, it's a, a crypto thing or a technical thing on the back end. They're just like, Oh, this is this awesome community. And I'm also being rewarded for being here and for promoting it and for, you know, participating. It's basically like our new version of what committees and councils and all that kind of stuff was, you know, in in previous generations where like the elite group got together, you know, once a month, took their minutes down, made choices that that dictated how things in the city or, you know, whatever program they happen to be representing would go. But this removes that barrier to entry of like having to actually go down there. Uh, a lot of people, you know, may not necessarily be able to get to the places at the time. Uh, so I think, yeah, like having this technology just as the foundation will open that up to a lot more people that maybe wouldn't be participating otherwise. And then it, it does just like what we were trying to do with Terra and UST puts that power back in the hands of the people so that we can make the choices and say, all right, maybe we want our tax money to go to like fixing this bridge and not sending like five more drones, you know, overseas or, or, or whatever it happens to be. Yeah, for sure. I, if you're not thinking about the drone workers at the drone factory, man, that's what drives the economy. I keep thinking about those poor Polish factory workers and I keep waiting for them to introduce themselves to the, the new lunk gang. Cause I think that would be a pretty epic meeting. <laughs> And the poor yep. people living in the apartments and the hospitals and shit that keep getting bombed. Yeah, that shit's crazy. And I feel like it, it, I, I've said it on, on Twitter before, but like it, it, I forget who the quote came from, but he said anything that's ever gone wrong in the world or any issues that that happens can all be traced back to one thing. And it's somebody being unreasonable. And that just sets off a whole chain reaction. And now we have wars and, and shit, but you can trace all that back to one, one particular moment of somebody just being an unreasonable asshole. It was Eve not say, listening to Adam when he said, don't eat that apple. That, that's, the, that's the first unreasonable moment. Yeah, I, I, I was going to go the different route then and say it's all traced back to the money, which uh, there, you can make a strong case for that too, I think. Yeah, but yeah. money is just a tool, right? And there's enough of it to go around, except that it's gotten completely off-weighted. And I feel like maybe that happened because somebody was unreasonable. But to get to Finn's original point, <laughs> it is like, yeah, having us, having DAO people be like, uh, you know, council members and whatnot. The difference with what we're doing now is it's actually on chain. It doesn't require a human being to track it and, you know, monitor it and supposedly record it. It's like we, the, the conversation and the 
actions are all done on chain and they're viewable by anyone without permission. And I think that's a huge difference. Well, and that's that's got to be one of the main driving forces of this because we can remove the unreasonableness of people by replacing it with smart contracts. So we have our trustless uh, set up. And I feel like the other main issue is uh, authentication, just a way to prove identity. And we have wallets. I mean, we we could do that a, a thousand different ways, you know. So I, I definitely feel like this is this tech is going in the right direction to be able to replace a lot of that outdated shit, you know, and kind of get us back on track. Yeah. And this is full circle to what we were originally going to be talking about Finn actually with the space is like Ray and I've been talking a lot about some of these like historical options, like just how people naturally govern themselves or played nice with each other. Some of the things that have been in place for thousands of years like what can we what what other options than what we currently have with you know tokens and staking and you know kind of the issues that go along with that like what are some of the primitives that need to be created to get us to the place where we can experiment with some of these you know things that have been more tried and true in other places like other aspects maybe more face-to-face or small scale but we have crypto now that could possibly scale those yeah, thinking about like uh, talking about that, like in, in Finn talking about identity, it's like maybe identity doesn't matter so much uh, except for the initial Genesis event. And then, you know, moving some of this stuff to roles based on, you know, we we're talking about using NFTs, but we could use other mechanisms because there needs to be a fluidity to it, I think, in terms of roles and responsibilities. Can can we as a smaller community right pass these roles around pass these responsibilities around uh you know without requiring some sort of uh you know uh, centralized control of it if that makes sense maybe it doesn't maybe i'm really hung over no it definitely makes sense um rick hey thanks for joining man i wanted uh rick to be able to come on and talk about some of these concepts too. So I'm inviting him to speak up. Anybody else who wants to participate in the discussion or ask questions, feel free to request as well. Yeah. Thank you for uh, the invitation up here. Good morning, everyone. Or actually, I guess it's it's afternoon where I'm at, but hello. (laughs) Good to see everyone. And good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you might be out there. Yeah, I know we were just, uh, you just stepped in, but like what we were just talking about is some of the you know, what options do we have in the space right now and what examples do we have throughout history um finn brought up a cool a good point of you know some of the some of the things that we've used in the past to govern and play nice with each other as a society and move forward on decision making Ray and I have been talking quite a bit about like exploring some of that and seeing like what what does it take? What are we missing now in crypto to be able to bring those to a more scalable, trustless sort of environment? I don't know if it's anything. I know you've been spending a lot of time looking at governance um, options and thinking about this stuff. So your perspective would be valuable on any of that. Yeah. Um, Well, to begin, I I think it's a lot of what we see for 
governance in crypto, I think, is often just overlooked. Um, you know, you see a lot of these networks and they come out there and they propose something and it's it almost always is an imitation in some way, shape or form of what they had seen last. And that's not to say it's it's going to be necessarily a bad thing, but um, I mean, I, I just think the cracks are showing in some of these situations. Um, and we've seen it, we, we were seeing it either with, you know, we see some DAOs or networks in which they don't have really any structure and it's total anarchy. And then you see them have maybe too much structure in some of these cases. And there's a little bit of uh, just a, a lot of you know, bure bureaucratic like lag that's that's kind of inf infecting the system and it's making tough, making it tough for people to move through it. But I think in the case of, of why Foundry DAO, uh, in thinking of it in that context, just thinking of it as like an as an accelerator, I think what you guys have going for you is that the whole the whole profit driven motive or the idea of, of creating an idea, bringing actors together, and then you know paying them for their labor. I think that that is a model that I think will work nicely for you guys because I think it just fits fits the context of what you're trying to build and then the purpose that you're trying to do here, which is bring together actors. Uh, don't have a centralized force, but basically make sure the people who are contributing to the system to then bring ideas to the development cycle uh, get compensated fairly for their productivity. Nice. For whom the bell tolls. I know. <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of like bells and clocks and whistles in this place. So it's kind of funny. That's awesome. That's awesome. No, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I... I think it goes back to culture. I mean, I think like you have a, a challenge with, you know, what sort of community do you have and do the value, does the value system of the community all align? Um, Cause I, I think for it to work, there has to be some sort of shared value system, even beyond the core sort of like core values of like decentralization or something like that. Um, I, because I, I think from a YFD perspective, really that concept of like a community of like builders, developers, like that is the community, and building out this kind of core platform that you can realize your ideas, connect with people easier, and then the flywheel of there's more work for you on the platform to then kind of build. Um. Yeah. 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 Go ahead, Ray. Oh, I was just gonna say it's it's funny because like to think about we're talking you're talking about seeing like the where and the age on the old paradigm of this money driven stuff and you know we had a meeting with a with a incubator accelerator group last week won't name names. But we explained like what we were doing and how we were building siloed, like a trustless structure of different groups of people being able to collaborate together on the platform to bring forth new utility and strategies. And the, the person who was asking us questions was like, well, doesn't that just mean that your core team is lazy? And it's like, no, that's a DAO. That's how a community works together. Uh, yeah, are you like, laughing is... at him or, or is he laughing at you? <laughs> Which part was that? I, I'm confused. So are you laughing at his response or? 
I'm laughing at his response in the sense that we explain like we're a DAO and this is, you know, we're we're building pillars in the community of, of different roles to, you know, so the community develops it, the community funds it, uh, the community comes up with the strategies. And he's like, well, what does the core team do? It sounds like a lazy core team. Yeah. And you didn't take that feedback. You, you didn't. Yeah. How you doing, Jimmy? What are you working on these days, man? How's Harmony? I'm not sure what you're trying to say. Um, I never uh, English. Really you speak English. I said, "How are you doing?" And I said, "How no, is Harmony doing?" I can't. I can't speak English. You racist okay. piece of shit. Well, this is um, in English. Oh god! English, oh god, Jimmy! Jimmy, come on! Yeah, this is oh, yeah. too. Hey, Terrace Spaces. This guy's a racist. I was asking a question. Racist against uh, otters. Hey, uh, I love otters too. Good morning, everybody. Let's be. Let's have a a, a nicer minute for a second. How is everybody <laughs> doing? Wow. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, yeah, everyone. Just <laughs> let me love you. I just want to love you guys. Just let me love you. Right. Good morning. Hey, I'm super interested actually in uh, what Y Foundry is doing because you know I couldn't talk about stuff because we had so much happening uh, up until yesterday, but since uh, now <clears throat> we can talk freely and we have this whole new protocol of the SP Gravedigger coming to life. Uh, how can we integrate that with you guys to hyper uh, drive your project too? What do we do? Yeah, that's uh, great. I, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I think just to, to kick it off and maybe everybody here is aware of it, but love to hear more about, I, I went over some of the announcements. I missed the, the announcement. I went back through the Discord and read up a little bit and went to the site, the Backbone um, sort of site. Uh, it's exciting what you guys are doing. Um, is there anything you want to talk about there and share with this group? Sure. I mean, we can go over it. So, you know, basically uh, what we, uh, Skeleton Punks, you know, <clears throat> we, we, we took over this NFT project and... Uh, we were only members who took over. And so what happened was, is after the crash, we were looking around and we're like, yo, we really love this project. We really love this community. But you know, the magic of Luna is DeFi. Like that's just what it is, right? Like, and people don't really want to spend, you know, extra money on JPEGs unless they're making money. It's hard to like bring money from like IRL, from your bank account into crypto to buy a JPEG. But if you're, if you're auto compounding, if you're, you know, getting yield, like what you guys will be producing, people are, are, are becoming, uh, you know, net positive in, in these methods. Well, then NFTs will come back. So we were like, okay, we have this amazing opportunity right now. We have a, like a brand new chain that at one point had a $40 billion like value, right? So our network is amazing. And now it's only a $400 million chain. So what do we do? Okay. What we have to do is we have to, get the borrowing and lending thing happening again. You got to have assets that you can tap into buying power, not lose those assets, make a purchase, capitalize on that purchase, pay it off, wash, rinse, and repeat. So that is like the most broke down version of the formula, right? This is what rich people do all the time. They have assets, they go park it in banks, they get a loan, it's, it's tax-free, they make another acquisition, and they conduct business all from this loan and all with, uh, with, without losing their assets. So that's what Do Kwan made available to every single person. And it was instant, right? You could take, you know, whatever little bit of money you had, you know, you could start with a thousand dollars. Like I literally 
started with like a few thousand dollars this game like 18 months ago and before the crash like i had built that up to almost 80 g's right so i know this game is efficient as hell so what do we do okay we're wrecked how do we get the community trust back right well it can't come from one person so maybe it can come from an alliance of people so i just started to ask my friends like hey like i'm starting to you know just try to find utility for the skeleton punks. And before I knew it, I was looking at this because I'd asked all my validator friends and I'm like, I'm like, man, this kind of looks like fucking Stator Labs, dude, like to be honest. And then I asked our developer at NFT Switch, I'm like, I'm like, hey, how hard is it to do that? And he goes, man, he goes, all those contracts are open source. And I'm like, what? I'm like, no way. He goes, no, yep. they're open source, right? And I'm like, I'm like, so we can slap this together and just give it away? He goes, we could. He goes, that'd be pretty stupid. I'm like, well, not really. I'm like, it's really fucking smart if it doesn't cost us anything. We slap this together and we give all the fees back to the community at the ground level. And if everybody participates at this very ground level of like what the standard collateral will be, well, then we can dictate like what happens. Like you don't even need the, to uh, actually buy Luna. If we all agree that the collateral will be bone Luna and you guys own skeleton punks and we've made skeleton punk ownership be the only way you can participate in our in our protocol or our governance there's no inflationary token there's nothing to suck liquidity out 70 percent of all fees go to the people who provide the liquidity on the decks because we need that liquidity to make it liquid 30 percent will go to the dow and the dow will figure out how to uh, distribute those monies and if we hit mild bull market runs like we could unwreck our whole chain with this model like to make the model of like the borrowing and lending aspects feed the the people who are making everything go that in itself is like the automatic black hole formula right it starts to like just cycle in on itself <clears throat> people will watch other people making great money they won't be having a lot of risk we will teach our memer cousins who are, are now like yelling luke from the top of the you know world trade center how great it is we're going to teach them why luna was great in the first place like they don't even understand like why it was fantastic so so now we have this uh, before Halloween, we're going to have a new LSD, a liquid staking derivative, and it's going to be a 100% community liquid staking derivative. We are trying to invite everybody to participate. We want everyone to get at least one skeleton punk who is at, who if you're building right now here at this level, we want everybody who is participating in Luna to join us on, on unwrecking the chain because we can do it if we all do it together. And then nobody can say you can't trust it if we're all doing it together, right? Like. At the end of the day, if, if we get enough trustworthy projects to join this like skeleton punk DeFi revival alliance that I'm trying to kick off, man, we can really implement change on the chain. We don't have to wait for anybody. If we are all aligned in these goals and these beliefs, we could put forth proposals to the community pool together as an alliance. There's 334 million Luna in that pool. If we all unite, we could all get the project money we need. We could all build our dreams out. I'm not even joking. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, our community, the Luna community to me is one giant NFT community because that's how tight we were. Like, it didn't matter if I went to the DeFi guys. I got the same feeling over there. And then I'd go to the NFT guys. I got the same welcoming feeling over there. And then I would get, you know, the guys who were building all the games. I got the same welcoming feeling over there. And like, that was like the thing that like made this fantastic for me right and like that's why for me like this has the most value proposition and then we also know that tfl 
dude, they have been quietly building. They have like 20 or 30 protocols that are going to come out in late November, early December and Q1. Like they are all just going to go doop, 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 doop. Like we've been building forever, like little elves. And now we are just going to launch everything and nobody's going to realize it. But if we can get there first and say, hey, we have a community collateral. We're, we are sticking behind this because we can control how this is used. We can control where it's used. And we can uh, take responsibility for our own finances and, and stop blaming other people, right? Doquan showed us the way. He said decentralized economy needs decentralized money. He's 100% right. And uh, I'm going to continue to fight for it. And so will the whole Skeleton Punk uh, crew of like your founding members and anybody who joins us. Like that's, that's what we stand for. Like we're trying to like really set up, uh, you know, this infrastructure now before the big guys get there. Because that's the whole thing. If we can set this infrastructure it's super simple right it's like it's like not this is a very simple concept but if we can lock these two components in the collateral and what the the stable component will be if we choose these then dude we really drive the car of the entire chain like i don't think even like people realize it like but we would really be in control and have like a real say you know did you mention that the you said the community pool had 334 million luna in there yeah where where did yeah. Where'd that come yeah. from? I, I'm well, just curious. So, so remember, TFL had like a, a sick stash of Luna that they said that they would never sell or dump onto the market. This is what they were using to build up that Bitcoin reserve with. Well, when everything took a shit, they they invested all their Luna and they put it into the community pool so that this could run without Doquan or without anybody uh, for years, right? Because this is what's feeding. Uh, this is this is this is where uh, all the uh, incentives are coming from, right? So this thing's on autopilot for a very long time. But anybody can put uh, a proposal up to the community pool, and the community can vote on it. A anybody, you can vote. You can put. That, I mean, that, there's a lot of shit proposals. If you haven't noticed, you got to be careful, right? But if you put good proposals up from solid groups, they they will pass. And if they pass, the money is issued to the wallet where the proposal was made. It's all trustless. It's crazy. You could be like, yo, we have this fantastic idea. And I, I don't know what the idea is, but say we're, we're like, man, this thing could change the world. It's 10 million Luna, right? And if these people were like, yeah, you're right. This is a fantastic idea. Let's try it. They could just vote you and give you 10 million Luna. Like there is a billion dollars sitting there. If our community can get united and get organized on what we want to produce, man, we can make anything. All of it's sitting right there. Yep, you just need the validators' permission to get it, right? Or you just need the you need the votes. So if the community is telling their validators, "Hey, motherfucker, you better vote over here," right? They're gonna vote over there, right? I mean, that's how that's how we would we ask our community. We run a validator. Me and my partner and you know, NFT Switch and Reality Flux are partnered on our on our validating venture, and <clears throat> you know we ask our community like, "Hey, what do you guys want?" You know what I mean? Like, we don't have a huge community, but so we, we but we do reach out, and they're like. Yay or nay, we go with what they they say. So, if we are able to reach these people that we need to reach, because there's a lot of people who have vesting Luna who aren't looking at it. That that's the truth. Like a lot of people have, aren't going to look at their their Luna wallet for a very long time, right? And that's cool. That's fine. It doesn't matter. But but we got to have stuff in place that's really interesting to do with that Luna because vesting is going to happen in November. So right now the circulating supply is like, I don't know, like 180 million Luna, 200 million, something like that. I can't remember, but it's going to start to slowly trickle out. So there's going to be more Luna to collateralize. There's going to be more Luna to do stuff with. And like why found is great because it's a fucking whole protocol of strategies to do stuff with. Right. It's like, okay, well, if you don't know what to do with your, your Luna, we got a whole bunch of stuff that you could figure out how to do with it. Right. So, we need to like now start to funnel people 
into protocols that are doing interesting stuff. And what we really need is we need that, um, you know, how well integrated we all work together. Like, you know, one would just kind of seamlessly flow into the other and then that one would seamlessly flow into something else. They weren't all connected, but it seemed like there was this kind of like, uh, you know, much more integrated utility between certain platforms, which made Terrafuel very, very close, right? So, so you know, then I, I, I say again, like, so we just started, uh, you know, the SP Gravedigger, which is going to be our community-led auto compounder. And I don't know how that, that we can integrate that with you or what we could do to uh, boost you up or, or to, you know, tell people what you guys are doing with this and like how we can all use these things together. That's like where my, my mind's at at this point, you know? Yeah. So I think, I mean, really like speaking to your point, what we want Y Foundry to be is like the, the platform or the protocol agnostic marketplace where all these protocols, skeleton punks, spectrum, uh, prism, uh, uh, what's it? Eris. Is that the other one? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Eris protocol. Yep. Yeah, just everybody can go, look, we're just going to build our vaults on Y Foundry with our primitives from our platform. And that way, anybody who wants to come to the platform, anybody who wants to come to the Terra ecosystem and say, what can I do with my funds can just go to the Y Foundry marketplace and see all these vaults that utilize all these different protocols or they can they can fund, you know, we've, we've let the cat out of the bag already on you know, they can be, I want to support this NFT project. So they can put it into a vault that where the funds go, you know, the, the performance fees go to the NFT project. It's like, we just want to have an agnostic place where people can say, what can I do? And I know I can go to this site and, you know, not have to, you know, have a lot of options as to what, what's available on the chain itself. And so, so you're saying you're saying that we can make any vault you, that we can integrate with you. You guys can use Bone Luna, and our people can come bring their Bone Luna and say we want to stick it in this vault and and uh, give uh, our rewards to Finn. Yep, yep. You All can. Right. Um, so the way our go ahead. No, I was going to just say. So we're going to be live before mm -hmm. Halloween. If you want to try to integrate with us right away, you can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cool. If if you've got stuff going on, just. Uh, you know, we'll we'll pop in a private message and and say, hey, this is how we think we should use this, or this is a strategy we think we can do. And whether it's your devs, you know, no, no, can... this is this is all you, bud. Like, so look, I'm going to be honest. Right. Like, we we put this part together, and like we 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 slap this thing together with Web three friendships, promises, and like duct tape. I'm not going to lie, right? Like, we really are like, yo, we don't like how this is going. We didn't like how Stater Labs behaved with their money. I'll say, you know, I'm not happy with a lot of these people's behavior when they got builders' money. Yeah, they got 500,000 Luna and they've just been building everywhere else and they just gave us... Uh, exactly. Where have they know, been? What have they... Dude, neither, integrated if you look at their website, I mean, they have integrated everywhere, but not done anything special here. And it doesn't matter. It's neither here nor there. At the end of the day, we can do the same thing. We can provide the same service and we can give 100% of the fees back to the community. So like, checkmate, dude, right? Get off Terra. See you later, bud. You got to go. All right? So... Well, once we do that and we establish a new a Luna standard, like we need to, uh, we need to showcase what can be done with it now, and that's what I'm interested in. Like you guys have devs and strategies, and this is what you guys are specializing in. For us, this is not our specialty, and I'm the first one to say that I don't have the solution for what the big strategies are. I just know that the base components, if they are this, we all will make it. Like because if these things feed everybody, then then it will just keep propping the system up, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, it just and, literally supports the system. The whole thing, if we, 100% goes back into the system for the, the main participants, and then it's like literally, well, we can pick this thing up and like shoulder it back to greatness because everybody wants to play that game. Yeah, and, and the way our, uh, our vaults work and the, the way the, the profits are shared is through NFTs. So, you know, a community can go ahead and, and fund a vault, right, and develop a vault. And then the way the profits go out from that vault is a it, right now it's a set of 99 nfts and they're uniquely like for nft projects they're providing the images so like there's going to be a uh we'll name drop a traders right uh a vault and the nfts that do the that actually allow you to claim the profits from that vault have uh trader imaging on it so you know, basically, you can take those NFTs because we're dividing them up e equally in percentages. So it's like if you fund 10% of a vault development, you're going to get a cent around 10 NFTs. It may be a little more, maybe a little less. It depends on how many NFTs are produced. And you can take those 10 NFTs and you can keep five for yourself. You can give five away to your friends. Uh, you can put them in treasuries for other projects. You know, a project a protocol like Eris could fund a vault to show up on YFD, get a ton of NFTs out of it, and then raffle those NFTs off to their own community. So there's a lot of that's secondary market yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, but I think like now, now's the time. Like, let's get in there and get some things going using the platform and see us build out the ecosystem. I think that's potential is like, what are you going to do with the Luna? I think you've got a good point there. Um, Let's get a lot of cool things going, proposals, whether it's strategies or whether it's, you know, other projects, you know, other other collections, like having just a lot of options for like, hey, this is your time to, you know, just, just don't just dump this. Like this is your time to invest in building the future of Web3 and you have like on chain, you know, unable to be rugged, completely transparent proof of ownership and funds held in escrow if it doesn't happen you get your funds back um completely owned by the community yeah no I, you, you're 100 percent right bro and we have to have stuff that is interesting to do uh that's uh captures value is number one right if we are providing things that capture value everybody will come back that's just the most basic uh message of the whole thing and why foundry is basically an entire protocol of value capture Right, so it now becomes important to showcase exactly what you guys are doing and offering, right? I know you guys are holding these spaces uh, weekly, which is great. We need to be doing this more often again. It's really hard to like generate the energy, but now more and more projects are coming alive. And so uh, it becomes crucial that we become like a community of projects again, and not just really a community of individuals, uh, because uh, it will ripple out, right? We will, we will continue to, um, catch the attention and we will continue to show people a different way to earn. That was my whole thing, man. I, I started to earn differently. Right. And that was the magic for me. Like I didn't have to earn in like, you know, uh, my time for my, my wage, right. This was like exponential earning. So we got to get back to that. Cause in this generation, I don't see how personally just for my own speaking, like I don't see how my family or like uh, my kids will be able to get ahead if we aren't able to have this technology in place for them also right like it's gonna become very difficult and these i mean these are just things that i maybe over obsess about but I, these are things that i definitely concerned about i'm concerned with no i think you're right i think the fiat shit is is 
is gone. I mean, Bank of England, all this stuff there, it's going to be a complete mess. We, we've got to get out with our own ecosystem and our own mechanisms to reward ourselves and others for labor that doesn't let these, you know, institutions that have existed for hundreds of years that are screwing anybody who actually holds the currency. You know, it's a, it's, it's a different type of rug. It's a, it's the same rug. It's a slow rug. You're right. It's just a slow rug. It's like having a Ponzi token. That's just sucking out the liquidity from the protocol. Right. It's, it's a slow rug in the real world. It's brutal. We got to get out. Yep. And we're just seeing it play out in DeFi, you know, but in three months instead of 300 years. But it's the same. It's the same game. Old rug. Same as the new rug, baby. Ain't no fiat currency has ever survived in the history of non-backed currencies. So you can go back hundreds and hundreds of years of every time that they've depegged a currency from whatever was its collateral backing it and whatever value was behind it. And every single time it goes to zero because it's always it's always just too tempting to turn on the money printer and make it go burr and put tough times down in the future uh, and just delay everything when instead of being on a uh, being pegged to some actual real world tangible value and um, actually having to operate within those systems and instead of funding, you know, obscene things. Uh, you then have to work around what you can do within your own means, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we got a uh, crash test and Graydon uh, up here as speaker. Crash test. If you want to go first, and then Graydon with your thoughts. I'm also uh, also going off of Skeleton Punk's point there, but uh, I am curious actually because you know one of the big things that Luna had going for it as well, and what its huge value mechanism was obviously you know UST. Um, everyone was coming to Luna in one shape or form for UST adoption. And that was bootstrapped by things such as Anchor and and having and, and propping up a higher than a natural Anchor yield reserve. But anyways, I think going outside of that and looking a bit more broader, I do think Luna has a, or Terra has a very interesting, um, I think it has a very interesting spot in the, in the greater Cosmos world and the greater Cosmos thesis. And I don't know if you guys have any opinions on this but i do think in many ways uh a rising tide could lift all ships in cosmos if if this thesis is to work out and play up um yeah i I just i just think that that new value capture mechanism it might not necessarily be something like ust for luna but it might be just being part of this broader i I call it a galaxy because i hate i hate using the word ecosystem 500 times in one in one talk but um i do think that there's something going on here that is very interesting and once again you know i i don't have a crystal ball and i don't i don't like making predictions but um i do think that luna terra could have a very very interesting um theme or spot or just role in the growth of cosmos yeah i don't want to step on anybody's toes but to to add to rick and skeleton punk's luna utility thing one thing we're working over on Kujira chain with is getting Luna to be uh, collateral for USK, which would give it a huge amount of utility. Yeah, so we are also in talks with Kujira about using our over collateralized bone Luna to make USK, which would do the same thing because people would lock Luna up in the auto compounder, yep. over collateralize yep. it and mint USK. So same thing. But we are also yep. proposing with them. We have 
we've been talking to Sumo Kuji and we are trying to see what he can do with us because we've pitched this model and he was like, oh yeah, that's, that's a great idea. So we're going to, there's a lot of people pushing to try to be, make uh, Luna collateral across multiple chains. I know for a fact, personally, like I have, I, we have a, a core member who's working on another project, Arc Protocol. They had, uh, I guess, a technological breakthrough. Basically, what's going to be happening, I probably say within a year, is that you'll be able to launch an NFT project on a website, and every single IBC chain will be able to come and mint from it. it like, it, no longer projects will they be chain agnostic. They will be like IBC uh, um, versatile. Like, so we could have it's coming uh, sooner than that. Yeah, right. So like we could have like a mint, right? And like it's just like a, any wallet can connect to it. Like a Juno could mint that, and it, that that NFT will go to the Juno chain. And like a uh, you know a Luna wallet could mint from the same mint, and it would go to the the Luna chain. So pretty soon we're we're not going to be stuck, you know, liquidity stuck. Pretty soon we're going to be uh, IBC fluid, right? I mean, that's really what's coming down to. Yep. Yep. They just finished the the SDK for that. Like it just got finished and put in GitHub. So it's going into testing now, but it definitely, I think Cosmos is going to eat everything else's lunch because it's just going to be this huge interconnected set of app chains and utility chains that don't have, you know, you, you stop one thing to work on one particular app, but you don't have to kill the entire chain to, you know, do security and to uh, do maintenance. Yeah, we're, we're going to drink everyone else's milkshake. <laughs> yeah and like uh, just from yfd's perspective um everything's open source so i mean we're looking to partner integrate as closely as each project wants to i saw the awesome slide Especially that you guys considering have some of the issues going on right now with some of the larger l1s i mean i, don't know, I was a huge i mean ethereum is what got me into the space in many ways um the introduction to smart contracts was at least something that was very influential and making me less of a skeptic um you know it's, it's kind of surprised I, I don't know i i went i went down to the ethereum ethereum way before i went down bitcoin first which is kind of a reverse of how most people go but um yeah we're seeing all kinds of issues though with things like uh the ofac compliance or the post-merge um power of validators the fact that i think it's like ford i think it's about six six validators run some absurd amount i think they have about 60 percent of all the stake tokens um not good i, I it's a very it, it's something one of those things that it makes me nervous about the thesis of where this is headed um i don't know what ethereum can do around this because i know that I, I don't think these guys are going to let this thing stay as it is i think they're going to find a way and they say things like slashing our potential solutions to mitigate any censorship risks or anything of that nature. But um, I think in many ways, they didn't quite plot out some of the, the issues they opened with Pandora's box of the move. And you know the merge was an incredibly impressive feature from a technical standpoint, but looking at it from a governance standpoint, uh, it, it makes me pretty terrified about what its current prospects are and how uh, resistant it could be to things such as censorship. So. I think this as a whole, where I'm going with this, is that Cosmos could get a massive boost from this. And the fact that you, I, I don't know what, 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 the, what the, the Greek lore is or whatever it is, but basically when you cut off one head to appear sort of thing, the fact that you can just easily whip up its own app chain. Um, and once you get your security a bit more optimized and maybe allowing 
I mean, you're basically just getting more validators out there, expanding the the decentralization of Cosmos itself. But um, I guess interchain security can also go both ways. I think, Ray, you mentioned this to me. So, yeah, I, I do think this is an interesting counterpoint, though, to the Ethereum thesis and a lot of the other umbrella L1s. Yeah, I think just having options for governance that go beyond what we've seen and what Ethereum's laid out, I'm really excited to have some of those primitives and actually explore some of these other options. If you can identify that a person is an actual person, which I know there's a few working on that problem. Ray and I have talked quite a bit about that problem, whether it's through NFTs or other mechanisms. Um, what could we build? Like, what, what else could you do? What other governance models could you have for, you know, making things work? I mean, once you get that laid out and working and hard and secure, all that yeah. stuff, like well, that replaces I, I everything. One of the things that often gets overlooked in the crypto space is just looking at things from, from hundreds of years of history and taking inspiration from aspects of, of corporate governance or, I mean, even traditional, you know, nation state governance. Um, but yeah, it, it, one of those things where it's like, you know, you look at something like TFL and TFL was basically a tech company. I mean, UST was decentralized, right? But um, Do Kwan in many ways was running that ship. Uh, and whatever Do Kwan said, I think, for the, I mean, basically everyone was going to be on board, uh, and there's there's nothing wrong with that, um, but it, it's got to. You also have to balance out the fact that you know, in hindsight, I don't think something like the original Luna or Terra network was was truly as decentralized as we thought it was to be. Um, the fact that you know you also have limitations in Cosmos chains, like only being able to run 130 or 140 validators in the active set. Um, so th that's another huge point of contention and, and potential area of, uh, of harm if a government wanted to come in and shut down the network. But yeah, the, you know, I think people also have to realize when you're building out these things, like DAOs make sense in some context, um, but DAOs don't always make sense. Uh, I guess, once again, it's always a contextual thing and you have to go back to that. What are you setting out to build? Um, and sometimes it makes more sense to be a traditional tech company. Does it make more sense to be a DAO or can you find a way to be a mix of both? Um, and I think it really is up to what you're trying to build and what you're trying to achieve. Um, I just want to step in real fast. I, I totally agree with everything you said. I just want to point out that, uh, you know, Luna does have 150 active set validators. And from my understanding that the chain does decide how many validators they have. We validate. The only thing is it would slow down the processing speed from what I understand. But uh, that being yeah. uh, set aside, you uh, made a very good point about, uh, you know, Doquan and TFL, they were able to achieve, achieve so much because they were able to move so fast. And, and, and that's one of the advantages of the centralization. And, you know, so one of the things that, I, that we believe moving forward is that we can have a DAO you know, we are trying to pitch a DAO. We're pitching a skeleton tongue punk DAO. Technically, we could only have 5,064 members. You know, people own multiple. You know, the ones that participate now in, in what we're trying to do with this 100% community-based uh, collateral, you know, they will have a say and we will be able to move very quickly because there will only be, say, say there'll be 2,000 holders, maybe 2,500 holders, right? Maybe. So we, we're trying to get the people who are building right now to all join this one thing because we're giving 100% of it away, 
I mean, everyone can, 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 can participate. Like literally like nobody on the team will earn any differently than any other member who's just a DAO holder. We are getting paid in JPEG. We take $0 from the project. So I hold mean, up, we hold up. I was told I was getting paid in weed and yes, coupons you're, you're not nft you're, okay. you're different you're different okay. Okay. <laughs> do you have any opinions on governance jimmy i want to i want to hear what you have to say about the future of, of decentralized governance from an otter's perspective well from time since memorial furry creatures mammals waterborne have faced off against humans and we have not received the respect we're warranted. Neither have skeleton punks. Well, are you furry waterborne creatures though? Mammals? No, we're un we're undead uh creatures who are gonna rectify DeFi. Can I I, I have a question. I'm I'm curious. What what point uh, in I'm, your I'm life... technically a platypus, so I guess I fit in this category. Well, yes, okay, actually cool platypuses definitely do count. I would think that you would be our allies in this, but it seems that you join the opposite side. You're like Caesar in Planet of the Apes. So answer just real quick for oh, my man. own. Jimmy, Jimmy, don't do this to me, man. Don't do this to me. Come on. For my own Come curiosity. On. I, don't even know, I don't even know what movie that is. I haven't even watched that. But if I did, don't do that to me. Judas. <laughs> Could I rectify my uh, water mammal? <laughs> Uh, I think you should join the crusade to fight for our fundamental rights, which is to go to all spaces and be heard. But they usually That's let me speak. Yeah, well, it's because you have a cigar in your mouth. Oh, I see how it is. So I'm not allowed to enjoy cigars anymore, Jimmy? As you can see, I'm fully naked. I wear no human clothing or other ornamental items in my mouth. Why would an otter wear human clothing? It just doesn't make any sense. Why would an otter even think that? I don't know. Ooh, that's power. Does that work? Can you guys actually hear me? Let's see some emojis if you can hear me. Yeah? Okay. So I had a question. Uh, Jimmy, this question's for you. Uh, how old were you when you first discovered that you were a furry? And like what has that furry lifestyle been like? Like, has it has it been a, a positive or a negative? Like, what are some of the trials and tribulations as a furry uh, that you've faced? I'm I'm really curious. Yes, well, since I was born, but Koba, as you know, was fighting for the rights of apes everywhere, um, and I've been following that example. That then Koba he died, and Koba's followers joined the humans. But I think that Kobo is fundamentally correct. Caesar was the one that was a traitor. And what we have right now is the same kind of situation for the otters and platypuses of the world. I couldn't hear anything that Finn said because I think Twitter Spaces is rugging me right now. But I'm going to assume it was a glory. I would agree with that. Man, hosting the space is dope. I don't usually do this, but I, I have power. That, that was kind of neat. See that? Rick was talking. I said, Rick. Shush, shush your buddy. Let's bring him back up. You know, I get it that you're like 16 or something like that, but the truth is, um, no one cares. That is true. Truer words have never been spoke by an otter. Yes. You back, Rick? Can you hear me now, Rick? Hear me now, I boy. can hear you now, Finn. I, I, I missed your voice. 
I fixed it. See, all you had to do was turn it off and then back on again. I didn't. Um, but I, I was just asking Jimmy about the the furry lifestyle and, and how long he's been a furry and, and all that stuff. Super interesting. So back to Yule Foundry Dow. I believe all of these tools are replacing the existing old school tools that enabled us to govern a body larger than Dunbar's number of 150 people. And now we're kind of taking it back full circle to putting that power instead of in the hands of, of the governments back into the hands of the people. And that takes many forms. These DAOs could replace anything in a city state that governs, you know, DMVs, utilities, like there's so much potential to be able to do that. You know how they do uh, like profit sharing and stuff with your electric company or whatever, depending on where you live. Like that's exactly the model that these NFT projects are using. So I, I don't know. It, I guess it just depends like what, what the world looks like in the next 10 to 20 years and what sort of technology we're going to develop or continue to develop to, you know, make, make it, uh, make it a little easier in this world. Yeah. I I'm a fan of like governing closer to where people are naturally incentivized, the communities that they align themselves to. How do you have a framework that would allow for that? You know, it's similar what, you know, what skeleton punks, you know, was talking about around, that um how could you you know maybe because it's a challenge it's a challenge with some of these like do you give you know thousands of individuals the right to vote on a ton of stuff that they have no frame of reference on and they don't care about how do you strike a balance on that with um making sure everyone does have a voice and there's no like control from 150 individuals or groups of individuals uh, how, how do you have that representation in the right way? I mean, there's obviously examples throughout history of successes and failures and usually somewhere in the middle, but interested to explore other variations of that. And at the very least, people to have a say in the stuff that they really care about, you know, what's closest to them. You know, I just got to say, I think <clears throat> I think a small DAO can achieve this. And if you have the DAO be of members, who have the 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 goal in mind? The, if they all share the the commonality of like, okay, we want the decentralized economy, decentralized money, right? Well, then these members are all going to act quickly and most likely continue to keep the essence of the chain. It would be hard to, I mean, it would be possible to corrupt, I guess, a thousand holders, but it would be difficult, right? It it, it would be a difficult proposition. And at that point, people would be able to move swiftly. And it doesn't have to stay like that either. At a certain point, if it gets big enough and people do come back, it, you know, that's what I love about crypto. This doesn't always, this doesn't have to stay uh, stagnant, right? We are always, uh, we, we have smart programmable money and we can do uh, amazing magical things with it. And we can set new parameters at any given time. Um, we just need to move forward and secure infrastructure. I think without the infrastructure, uh, none of these conversations will actually matter in two years. So we have to have good decentralized infrastructure and then everything else that we build is all this like wicked cool, like magic trick stuff like that we all can't wait for will come, right? It will come, but we have to lock down the infrastructure and, and being fully IBC, IBC integrated and everyone being fully uh, integrated both ways, man, that will, that will secure so much 
uh, for everybody because now, like, again, we're not just stuck waiting for, a, a, you know, a chain to catch momentum. Now a project is just can go anywhere where, where the momentum is, right? And keep building the technology. It's, I mean, it's, I, for me, it's, it's a dream come true, right? It's like being able to sail over to the liquidity is so cool. Be like, oh, you know what? Uh, some bad mistakes were made here. But you know what? That's okay. We can totally just whoop and like, oh, now we're over here. Oh, we, we can continue, you know? It, it makes these chains almost like crash resistant. I mean, the project's like crash resistant kind of, you know? It's nuts. Yeah, I mean, I think that that is one thing that we're learning and we're getting, you know, the the reps in, we're putting the infrastructure in to have those sort of options. I know you've spoken about that too, where, you know, we have that exit plan ready to go. It's like, hey, you, you know, this project doesn't have to stay here being punished in perpetuity. If we want to move to our, our own chain, if we want to go to another chain, there's options for it, especially once you get kind of interconnected with the rest of the cosmos. Um, that is an interesting point. And it is something that we've all been through a lot, especially if we've been here from the beginning um, with Luna, with Terra. Um, I think that there, we've all learned lessons on what to do and, you know, kind of how to plan things going forward in the best way possible. Yeah. And I, you know, I think with, in terms of, uh, the DAO growing and collaborating within, you know, with the membership and building out a, a shared uh, vision. You know, a lot of what we need to focus on and what we've talked about here a little bit underlying all of this is that, you know, we just need to agree. We, we need to recognize and agree with the pieces of our shared vision between Skeleton Punks, YFD, all these other projects and find what we agree on and focus on that. And the differences we can work out you know, economically in our own environments, but we need to figure out in terms of this alliance, what the, what the underlying agreement is between all of the, all of the parties involved. And the same with the DAO. It's like, you know, if, if there's start to become factions in the DAO and start to become disagreements between DAO members, you know, we can split that stuff off into sub DAOs and, and, and fractionalize this, but keep the core message of what the entire DAO works on to be unified. I mean, that's the key. That's super opinion. cool. That's really cool. I didn't even think about that. You know, it, it's like, I mean, you have Ethereum and Ethereum Classic. They had a, a disagreement of opinion and they, they broke ways, right? I guess you can do that on any level with the tools that you're providing. Is that what you're saying? We, yeah, we were just talking about that yesterday. Uh, essentially is like basically, you know, we're, we're building a, a governance system that you could instantiate with the governance system. So you can basically create fractionalized government. And we were talking about doing this uh, with NFTs because, you know, there's fractionalized NFTs. So what if, you know, you, you, you founded a DAO, right? And you created, like, let's say there's, we were jokingly saying there's nine rings of power, right? There's nine roles of power in a DAO. And so each of these roles gets an NFT that essentially the contracts recognize to have a particular authority. Well, you could fractionalize this NFT using another contract. You could deposit the NFT in a contract and issue fractionalized NFTs of this role and essentially create another council that basically became a multi-sig for this particular role. Wow, that's pretty cool. All right. So, I mean, basically, we are setting up to be a DAO and you're telling me that you have all the stuff that we can do to make all the votes and everything on chain. Is that, is that also what you provide? Yeah, and it's going to be open source. I mean, right. really what we're trying to do is we're just like saying, look, I think, you know, we got rugged so hard with Terra, right? Yeah. We lost our roadmap that we had set out for two years. 
and basically got got shrunk down to a six month roadmap. And we said, what was the most valuable thing we could do for the community to create infrastructure? It wasn't building strategies and vaults. It was building a way that on chain people could have a voice and interact with each other. That was like code is law in the sense that the rules are set out by the community. We have, I think, over 30, govern 30 governance parameters that are tweakable from the beginning and the infrastructure to allow the community to build their own parameters beyond that. So if there's stuff we didn't, you know, I mean, <clears throat> talking about centralized systems, right? There's no way for a group of people to start a project and then go, oh, two years, it's gonna look like this. It just doesn't work that way. So what we have to do is say, these are the things that make this product or this project or this platform viable. And we don't know how those particular pieces are going to look in as this thing grows and mutates into whatever it becomes. But what we can do is we can make those particular pieces like governance parameters, like how many NFTs to mint, uh, what's the minimum threshold for voting, et cetera. We can do all of those things as malleable parameters by the community immediately from the get-go. Then we're not stuck in development hell waiting for uh, consensus like Terra Classic, right? I mean, they should be on IBC by now, but they're all marketing and there's no technical people involved the technical people could have done the work notional just upgraded their network right because there's nobody at terra classic to do it so it's like let's get these technical hurdles out of the way from the get-go let's open source it all and build a legacy you know for yfd long term right so with what i got, we're a, releasing, I, go ahead. I, I got a quick question uh have you guys messed with dow dow's stuff at all and if you have i'm curious like if there's any sort of either similarities or things like modules that will be able to cross talk with data like say uh we have a DAO on terra that wants to do some stuff with like the raccoon DAO or something raccoon supply over on uh juno they use DAO DAO. hex gorilla use DAO DAO. i mean a lot of people use it is there going to be a way for the the Terra stuff to kind of interact with that, or is it its own kind of siloed thing? Uh, if you want some serious alpha, uh, Jake and I are talking, uh, and Dow Dow is like a is an overarching governance piece where essentially Dow Dows could run their own YFD instances. So. Basically, DowDow has a treasury, DowDow has uh, functions, contract calls, all that stuff. So a DAO using DowDow could spin up its own instance of YFD and basically have an escrowed marketplace to start building and, and creating projects or, or funding projects or organizing projects. So Jake and I are, or Jake and I, Jake and YFD are in conversation, and I think you'll see something uh, maybe this year or early next year, uh, incorporating Dow Dow and, and YFD. That's awesome. I heard you like to Dow, so I put a Dow in your Dow so you could Dow when you Dow, and now we're Dow and then Dow Dow. Oh, I love it. Love it. All right, you guys, uh, you keep the space going. I know we're just a little over an hour. I got to hop in the shower and get going, but I will, uh, I'll leave this up. And uh, yeah, good chat. Definitely looking forward to, to getting this one posted, but definitely no hurry. Finish up uh, your conversations and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, we'll, uh, Thanks a lot, man. And uh, I hope Thank you enjoyed you. your brief taste of power. Oh, it's nice. You just wait. Finn going to start hosting way more spaces now.
because uh, I got some somebody made an AI that's gonna handle all the all the Cosmos uh, stuff, so I I don't even have to like think about it, which is awesome. So so you are a bot. I am not a bot. You shush. Oh, looking forward to it though. It'd be nice to have some uh, time to actually finish things. So, all right, much love, y'all. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, but to the the skeleton punk's point, right? It's we need infrastructure, and one of the things that's severely lacking, and we saw it heavily in the bull market. So now, having built this out to to be in, in, integrated, I should say, with a bunch of different chains, you know, essentially gives the the point of YFD is essentially to give the community an ability to build out utility without having to wait for a protocol to, you know, dedicate resources. The community with YFD can propose essentially any idea that can be built into a smart contract and not necessarily even needing a smart contract, but we're just going to start there and then take whatever that idea is that gets built into a smart contract for whatever utility the community feels is, is viable. And I think that is decentralizing the development on the chain to a level that, you know, will allow this thing in terms of crypto and the cosmos to scale to a much greater amount of, of people and utility. I can appreciate that. I can see that. Yeah, JT, I was going to say earlier um, around skeleton plans. First of all, I very much appreciate the like skeletal hand rising from the grave on the page. I think I actually just like sat there and watched that for probably five or six repetitions. It was very satisfying just to check that out. So pretty cool stuff. Whoever's idea that was, I like that. And uh, Ray had mentioned earlier, and I think I did too, but this is all open source and that includes front end, back end. So having, whether it's uh, a skinned, you know, version of like YFD or just integrating it with your site. Like, I mean, that's what it's all about. Um, it, it doesn't need to be put through any particular front end portal or anything. I mean, it could be in both, you know, multiple places, but uh, that's definitely something that we want to see. And just at, at the end, like kind of goes back to the IBC sort of possibilities with cross-chain stuff too like i hoping at the end we can have these powerful mechanisms that's all behind the scenes and from a user a holder perspective it's just super simple you know it's just intuitive it's on the sites that they care about the communities they care about um, whether that's integrated with a site or integrated through discord in some way possibly and then they can just you know on the back end it handles all that magic for them you know, we're looking to achieve the uh, fry level of shut up and take my money for people. And you know what? I just wanted to say Octane. Octane made. Uh, he's he's one of our core members. He made every. He made all the websites for free. I, I've been trying to pay him. I'm like, dude, let this like the skeleton punks have a little bit of treasury now. Like we could pay you. He's like, no, no, no. I'm just gonna make this for you guys. I'm like, wow, man. Like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, no. He's like, I'm gonna make this. And he made. He made. He made. He's making the Backbone Labs one. He made the Skeleton Punks one. He made the space skellies one. Like he is making a lot. He he might have made the DPEG Nation one. I'm not 100 percent sure, but this guy's building websites. And if anybody uh, needs uh, somebody to work with them or look is looking for somebody, like I mean, he's been a dream to work with. I can't. Even, I can't. Even, I'm so so grateful for him. Yeah, I mean, calling all builders. We want to be a builder community. So I mean, the now's the time to get in there and check out some of the YFT bounties, even if it's something small, just to get kind of acquainted with the community and hoping that we can 
have a lot of parallel, you know, talent that we can leverage. And really, if there's a need, we can really band together to make it happen with the best talent that we have out there. And we have to band together. That's like my main thing. If we could just stick together on the idea that we need to get this decentralized economy ripping again. And I don't just mean from Luna. I mean, like the whole IBC decentralized economy. If we can all share that one vision or that one passion, we could put proposals forth to build stuff and, and, and everything else wouldn't matter, right? We would all be able to brush it aside. Be like, look, we're going to put these proposals forth in a DAO format so nobody's feelings can have to be a problem. And we can make these ideas together and then we can uh, get the money to fund it together. And then we can like build our dreams. Like there is really a reserve of money there that would have roadmap for all of our teams for years. You know? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think to your point, we should be collaborative, but not dependent. I think that's 100%, the big difference. 100%. You're right. That's a great, a great uh, distinction to put out there also. You're right. I, I agree that the, it's been a little frustrating and uh, it's a little obscured as well too in, in these community funds. I know that they exist. I know that anybody can apply for them, but there's really not a great avenue to get a hold of the validators to say, hey, this is legitimate. You know, there could be, it's a whole another another piece of infrastructure that could be built out is essentially having a way to we talked about this in a previous space. There, there needs to be more discussion before things go to a vote. Like the discussion portion of the interaction for proposals needs to be like the most robust piece of the infrastructure. It isn't like, oh, something came to a vote. It's, it's fine if it's a three days to pass it or seven days to pass it if you've already had the discussion. But how many of those proposals show up and nobody has any idea that they were going to show up until they're proposed? Well, right, that's and probably a mind. red flag that that's scammy because every proposal that I have participated in has had huge topic and conversation on Agora and huge discussions, right? But the ones that you're right, they just pop up and there's a, a shit ton of scammy proposals. I mean, we'll we'll talk one uh, stably. You remember that one? USDS? Yeah. That was funny. That didn't have any discussion until it existed. And then it turned out they were talking with the Terra team, which is TFL, over how to do it. And it's like... Why don't you talk to the rest of the community? So they showed up afterwards, after the vote was up, right? But it's like there's too much of this stuff happening behind the scenes that doesn't come up to the community. It needs to be more obvious for people and Luna holders to know what's going on before it goes up for a vote. You also need to incentivize people to hop in these discussions as well, because, I mean, that's the major thing. What is the incentive? Why, why should people pay attention to governance? And obviously, like if you are a token holder in a decentralized network, yes, you should naturally just be paying attention to governance, but it's not as straightforward for a lot of people. And, and usually there's a huge learning curve on these forms. And I think it's one of those things as well is not only education, but also just incentivization of getting involved and actually paying attention to what's going up and out on uh, mainnet proposals. I think Absolutely. it's bizarre that we have to incentivize people to participate in their own funds. Like <clears throat> I put money in this and like I buy a bunch of JPEGs. And so like, it's my job to like stay up and current on what the hell those projects are doing. If not, it's like, why am I putting my money in there? Like, that's just lazy then. Right? Like I'm not just a day for me. I'm not just a day trader. So a day trader is different. They are speculative and they, their whole, uh, you know, thesis is different, you know, we believe in building something different. And so for me, I have a different outlook, right? 
does anybody else have that same view? Yeah, and I mean, I think there needs to be more communication. And to your point, uh, is like that the community funds are the community's funds. Like, there's this. I don't know how to exactly describe it, but there's this feeling I have, right? And it's a feeling because I don't have the rational way to describe it, but that the validators voting to decide all these things, and I know that individuals can change the vote of a validator, but having the delegate, delegating Luna to validators and then validators making these decisions, it, there's something fundamentally not dysfunctional about that. And I haven't figured out exactly how to find another way to express it. Okay, so what I propose, right, is because now let's just take a look at what Backbone Labs is doing, right? Now we have, we've made six alliances with validators, right? <clears throat> if you uh, or other projects decide to join the SP Alliance because we are going to open up uh, joining, then we can have proposals amongst our own alliance. We can get a certain amount of validators to either agree or disagree before even going to the next level. I'm just saying like we have ways and for me, I'm just thinking about Luna because I'm trying to, that's where at the moment the project is, but we have ways of moving this forward that don't really uh, rely on uh, too much. We, 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 could, we could move it forward in a very efficient way, right? With projects that we know have the same uh, commonality goal, right? We could put these things forward and, and actually carry a lot of momentum quickly together, you know, if we Absolutely. are, right? So like, this is the thing. So th this alliance, you know, we have Orbital Command. I mean, you've seen the list, right? So come and talk with us. You can join. Uh, we, we, we need more people to join this, this thing. It's trying to like becoming like a movement because there is that money. And you said you did have uh, fantastic ideas. And if we are like, dude, this guy does have like a killer roadmap. We need to let everybody know. But we have to finish rallying everybody. Like we're still in this phase that like people are still scattered. Right. Like they're just kind of waking up to the fact that there is value potential here and it all is not lost. Actually, there is a ton of potential for the ones who are here right now. Ridiculous. Like it is ridiculous. The opportunity that we are sitting on right now. Yeah. Now's the time to build. Now's the time to get engaged for sure. That's what like I'm saying. It's counterintuitive based off of the macro, you know, what's going on in the economy and stuff. But like, this is the foundation. We're still so freaking early. This is the time to get involved for sure. So what we're trying to do is get everyone excited again, because that's, that's phase two, right? Because, at, you know, people only are wanting to like ape and like just experiment like when they're, when they're in the green. But like the people, when you look at, when I look back at, at, you know, my friends who, I have some friends who have become very wealthy through crypto. Uh, and they've done the whole thing up, down, up, down, up, down, right? But the ones who do that consistently are doing this right now, right? They're they're the ones that have been that are building when everybody else is just talking shit, right? That's the truth, right? So, and then I, you know, uh, my friend gave me the best analogy. He's like, dude, he goes, you want to be the guy who's like selling shovels at the bottom of the mine for the gold rush, right? Like, you don't want to be in the mine actually digging for the gold, right? You want to just be like, here's your shovel, 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 here's your shovel. That's the guy that we want to be. We want to have the infrastructure in place that people know how to use the tool, be like, okay, here's your shovel and this is how you use it. Get in there and get some DeFi going, right? I mean, that's kind of what it is, right? And then once, once people start to understand these systems and strategies, which are fucking great, <laughs> you know what I mean? Then they're like, wow, I'm, I'm actually earning a little bit of money 
oh shit why foundry has a collection of nfts also like memorabilia i want to be a part of i want to be a part of the culture right oh shit the galactic punks they're they're, they're, they're holding college again. Like, shit, I'm going to go take some crypto college, right? All of a sudden, like people are like, like open again to the technology and like what, what it's able to do for their lives. Right. But we want, we have to, we have to like reawaken or recapture their imaginations almost like, cause man, I'm, I'm not going to lie this, this last May and this last few months, I mean, that took my imagination took a beating, but, but it's not dead. Right. Like, and we have so much potential. We have to just show these people Look, we are all in this together. We have this vesting Luna. We're trapped. We're trapped together, you know, so we can make the best of it and we can like really feel, make something great because now we are super decentralized. You made that uh, statistic about Ethereum after the merger saying that four of them hold 60%. Like that is a mind blowing to me where now we know Luna, right? After, the, after our uh, crash, uh, TFL no longer holds a massive amount and it actually is one of the most, if not the most decentralized uh, proof of stake chain right now. I, I don't think there is one more decentralized because there's not a, a, a central um, place that's a, a, a foundership that's holding a, a, an obscene amount of tokens, right? Uh, we don't know that for sure. It, I mean, but yeah. that's what we've been what? told though. I mean, that was like, that's what they said, right? That they got rid of them. That's where the- I don't from. believe it. I do not believe that at all. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because, right, because wasn't the restructuring that they took out the TFL grants, but, I mean, there was still a lot of whales behind that door. So, so I mean, were, I was going to say, we were talking about Stater earlier. Look at Stater's North Star, North Star validator and look who, who contributed a million Luna to that validator and follow that wallet around from, from well, old tell just tell me because I, that's going to be too much work for me. <laughs> just tell me. You have the well, answer. the speculation just tell is me. <laughs> they might have been a founder of Luna of, of Terra. And you're saying that the founder put a million a million Luna in a stater in a stater thing. That's who's been identified as the owner of the wallet. Okay, but my question is: Is do I give a shit if the founder has one million Luna? We're talking about a billion Luna system. That's like a drop in the bucket. Uh, well, I'm, I'm just saying that's not the only thing he's put in there. This is what he put into Stater's validator. Yeah, I mean, look, the guy, what did he, they got rid of was the TFL amount. Like, I'm sure Do Kwan has 10 or 20 million Luna. I'm not saying he don't have his money, right? Like, no one's arguing that. But I'm just saying that there's no, uh, like, founding organization that's in control of, like, you know, 40 or 50%. Like, yes, I'm sure there are whales. You know, we know that Sumo Kuji has millions and millions and millions of, of, of Luna. We know that, I know that Sefi has millions and millions and millions of Luna, right? Like these people have a lot of Luna. I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't make it uh, not decentralized when it's a billion Luna system, right? I want to, uh, I want to clarify some numbers real quick too, because I've been talking about Ethereum a little bit today and I want to make sure, sure I don't get that wrong. Um, so the proportion of staked ETH by entity, it's Lido Finance controls 31%. Unlabeled controls 23%, Coinbase is 15%, Kraken is 8.5%, and then Binance is 6.75%. So 64% of staked ETH is controlled by five different entities. Man, that is crazy. It's, <laughs> that is crazy scary. I'm yeah. not using Ethereum anymore. Why would I put my money there? They could stop it. I'm good. Check it's please. a problem. It Tornado, Cash, Tornado Cash is effectively shut down. Yeah. I mean, it's effectively done. I mean, unless you can write your own smart contracts and create your own front end, uh, it's just not reasonable. And, and it, you know, that's Tornado Cash is one thing, but 
what comes next is the big question that's really worrying me. So let me ask you something. So basically, uh, the redacted money team, because they're on IBC and we about to have we're about to have this IBC interoperability pretty soon, right? Like we were talking about. Are are they basically a resistant model to this? Because the IBC has so many different chains and so many validators. We're almost decentralized. If we all do become interoperable, like that is a whole different level of decentralization. There's well, there's two there's two things going on here. One of which is that you know, pre-merge, there is a huge marketing push by a lot of these individual organizations to stake with their validators. So, I mean, Lido, you know, think of Lido, think of all the influence they had. Um, They're giving out, you know, liquid stake ETH. Um, or look at Coinbase, and every time you go on Coinbase, you know, earn X, X amount of APR uh, just by tying up your Ethereum. So, it once the, the context is very, the background of all this is very different. Um, I, I guess the question is, how does proof of stake systems play out over a long time frame? Um, and we we don't know that because proof of stake systems in crypto have only been around for a four or five years or on more of a mass adoption scale. So, But you know what? But one thing we do know is that if five validators control 64% and the government says, hey, motherfuckers, you better not allow these transactions to go through, if they band together, their chain is not coming to consensus with 47% of the validatorship. That's not happening. Yeah, it's ugly. It is really ugly, especially when we don't know when the withdrawals are coming for Ethereum. I don't want to completely, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm personally, I hold some Ether. Like, I, I'm not. A I do too. I do right. too. I have, I'm not happy. My shit is way down. I bought at the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, pros and cons to these things. Uh, was I lot? Was my connection rugged? No, no, we hear you. We hear you. Um, but I'm hoping that these things are figured out. I don't really know how they do it or what the ramifications are. But as you mentioned, I don't think it would be the government coming in saying you can't validate these transactions. But I think it'd be more so shut down these addresses, shut down these DApps on the front end, uh, or don't validate transactions that uh, interact with these. But that's that's the same thing though. Right, that's the same right. thing. It they is. have the five people that can censor that, then then they stop they stop the activity, and and that's our whole that's the value proposition is that we have this trustless system that operates on its own, right? Yes, yes, and and hopefully the the cosmos world can figure out how to become as censorship resistant as humanly possible to uh, to make these things a reality. It's interesting too with the. Like there were other competitors. I know Osmosis grant funded Void Protocol, which has kind of gone MIA. Um, I think it's Void, right? They were going to do a tornado cash on Osmosis. And then there's also Ontera, which it doesn't get a lot of traction, but I know I've talked to their team. Uh, Hurricane uh, is also, you know, they, I think they've had proposals as well for community funds, but they, they also have something similar to Redacted in terms of a. Of a, um, I'm, a, I'm a mixer. I'm a mixer. Mixer. Yeah. Yeah. I did see that. I did see Hurricane. They do some. They do a few. A few services, I believe, not just a mixer. They have like a, a few things in their lineup. Yeah, I know. Redacted gets all the love, so I haven't used either Redacted or, or Hurricane yet. Redacted, but... Redacted's not live yet. I think it's next week. Yeah, it's just their NFT collection, right? That was how they originally uh, funded their project. Um, so, you know, these guys are 
true crypto heads, they have managed to do their entire project and stay anonymous. That was always their goal because of what they're building, right? And you know, they they originally went to fund it through an NFT route and it was successful before the crash. And then <clears throat> they got some builders, some builders love some grant money and they delivered and they're delivering. I mean, they've made a pretty cool red market cap, like a little market cap token. I think that thing's gonna be pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Hey guys, I gotta hop off here, but I really enjoyed this conversation. It's always fun talking about governance and just the aspects of decentralization and just any anyone who's been listening, uh, I like to play devil's advocate. So I, I do take uh, the opposite side sometimes just to see how people respond, you know. No, you don't. Nah, uh and hold oh, on really? a second. Hold on. I had a great shower. Thanks for asking. Uh, Dr. Show? Mario is uh, up. So I, I just before before we drop off here, let's see uh, what what the good doctor has to say. All right. Listen to the good doctor. I'm just listening. Uh, I don't really have much to say. You guys are alpha and you know that. Uh, yeah. Glad to be here uh, on board. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's fucking go. Hey, I just want to say that we really appreciate your support and we've seen you in the community, Dr. Mario. And uh, man, like every every little bit, we were, we are so grateful to uh, be able to try to write this ship and, and everybody wants to participate. We want everybody to participate with us and tell us their crazy ideas and share them. And we can try to make all this stuff happen if we, man, community really is force of freaking nature like we are seeing that and if we can band together we can we can make change you know so stick with us guys i appreciate you mario and you're awesome yeah and we want your crazy ideas to come to y foundry and then propose those crazy ideas and have the community fund those crazy ideas and make them a reality that's the goal dude that's i swear that's the goal we'll help you do that i swear we'll help you do that yep same here on our side I will I will record him helping you do that and that'll be my contribution. Yeah, you will, Bubba. I will write great rap songs about the trials and tribulations of the lunatic. You wait, just wait and see. Sounds like from here on out you're Bubba now, you're not Finn anymore. Bubba Finn. Finn Bubba. Bubba Finn, the the book of Bubba Finn. <laughs> Bubba hey, Finn, uh, motherfuckers, better let us in. Bubba gentlemen, Finn, dude. Gentlemen, I, I got to dip out. I have a phone call that's coming in right now, and I, I don't want to be rude. You guys uh, have a great day, and uh, we'll talk so, yeah, tomorrow. We'll be talking. All right, guys. All, yeah, it's a good place to end it. All right, guys. Bye. Yep. Good, good. Thing. Yeah, thank Let's you, check out This was a great chat. I really enjoyed it. Uh, thank you, Y Foundry Crew, for the invite. Uh, I appreciate it. And also, if anyone's interested, we'll be uh, we'll be featuring Y Foundry in an upcoming episode of the Gravidal podcast. So look look out for that one. It's uh, oh hey, real quick, uh, Rick, where were you at three a.m. Pacific time? Just <laughs> for my own curiosity. Three hmm? a.m. Yeah, three a.m. Pacific time. Yes, sir. Why? Because <laughs> there was a Gravidel podcast scheduled, but I was the only one that showed up, baby, at 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Pacific? Yeah. No, Finn, no. That was... <laughs> that was Seven not- hours ago. 
I was that, there. There was the, the, who who? No, that, know. that was not. At, it's on the schedule. Are you guys fucking with me? Bath the tank, Bubba Finn. Back to the bath the tank. <laughs> Finn, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Are you sure you got the? Maybe we typed in who who put the request in for that recording. I don't know. That's a good question. Was it supposed to be 3 p.m.? Do you have a show later today? No, it was supposed to be at we had a we had a call at yesterday or Friday at 2 p.m. UTC. Okay, because this says Orbital Command getting down with Gravidow today at 3 a.m. But I was just curious because I, I I was there and, and I didn't see you or anybody else there. So I did a, an episode for you guys. So keep an eye out for that. Oh God, I'm sorry, Finn. I'm I took care of it for you, baby. That's what I'm here for. Thank, thank you, Finn. I, <laughs> I appreciate your <laughs> you substituting in to to have the one man show. I got you. Three a.m. there, and then I noticed my homies here at Y Foundry were having a hard time getting their space started. So I was like, "Hey, let me let me help you help us." And here we are. Beautiful. I'm so confused about what was scheduled. Where? Like, think. You sent me a link to this. If you know, like, on the schedule, terraspaces.org/schedule. It's in there. Uh, I'm gonna look into this for you. I'm sorry, but no, anyway, I, I'd appreciate that. That's okay. Anyways, right. um, if, yeah. If thank some... you, everyone. Thank you, Finn, for hosting, and thank you to the Y Foundry team. I gotta step out a little bit, but Finn, I'll get back to you on that. I, I really don't know what what the deal is. Yeah, it's all good. I, you know, I I'm just fucking with you. I know, but like, it doesn't even make sense though. Maybe the timing was wrong, but like our teams in europe and the u.s too so this this would make no sense why we'd have a space then yeah it's so. it maybe it's all love just don't fucking let it ever happen again i won't i won't oh it's today at six eight okay yeah i don't know what that is this anyways. is gonna bug him the rest of the day watch <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> anyways all right everyone thank you again we'll uh we'll have to chat soon take care yep. guys Thanks, everybody. Feel free to come propose uh, a new solution for Twitter spaces and scheduling, apparently. I think there's one that's needed. No, this works perfect. They just need to make sure they put the right time on the thing, and then it's totally all good. So, No problem at all. Thanks, everybody. I'm going to go take a shower now. Oh, yeah. All right. I'll show these boys how to properly end a show, because I edit a lot of spaces, and I'll tell you. They're not very good at ending things. They just kind of keep going and going. So you, know, you just got to end it. Terraspaces.org for the Terra ecosystem. Why Foundry Dow? I'm Finn Martin. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Why Foundry Dow? Building a True Dow. Discussing Governance. Recorded on Sunday, October 16th, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep it hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Laser beam focused, star scream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect with a dead man's swagger Sitting in a little den, envision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion
how how while the leaders seem reptilian lost in the maze trying to make the next b-b-b-billion Little Danny vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next b b b No one gave a shit Till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter We was all hyped up When the pedal lit the metal He just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime Till the night curfew Rats in a cage Till they make time to murk you Got a little job That falls under my purview We gotta get this mob Away from the birds view, gotta find cover, wipe off the bird poop, ride off the work while you try on the worst juice, blinded by perps who try to reverse truth, slide like Fox News just trying to lie to you, eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants, I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis, mock up a basement could call me resilient, waiting for the internet to make me a b-b-b-billion. Vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how While the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Talk about how While the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Ten spaces